Mother's Day is one of those days when uh, we take a break from whatever we happen to be doing and we just sort of stop and, uh, and give honor where honor is due. The Bible is big on that. And one thing about moms, right, is that we've all had them. And so whether while you were growing up or even now still with your mom, you hear these, there are these, just these certain mom phrases, right? that everybody knows. And uh, you know, you may have heard them, you may have said them yourself, you may have found yourself saying them after years of rolling your eyes at them and swearing you would never say them yourself, you find yourself saying the same thing and you're like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. There's a lady that takes everything that a mom might say in a typical 24 hour day and she condenses it into three minutes. It's one of my favorite three minutes of the entire year. We do this every year, and so uh, let's watch this. Don't make me come down there, clean your room, watch clothes, put your stuff away, make 
quite get enough honor in this world. And we set aside one day for them. Um, but, you know, I mean, when you stop and think about just the, the stuff they have to say, you know, on a given day, you know. So what we're going to do, what we do every year on this weekend is we just stop whatever we're doing and we, we take a, a, an entire weekend to just say to all the ladies here at Riverside that we honor you and that we appreciate you and uh, we want you to know how much we honor you. In Proverbs chapter 31, verses 30 through 31, the Bible says, A woman who respects the Lord should be praised. Give her the reward she has earned. She should be praised in public for what she has done. So what we want to do today is talk a little bit about what does honor really look like in practical terms, right? It's one thing to say, I honor you. But we don't always treat people with honor. So what does honor truly look like? Number one, we can honor people with our thoughts. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, um, Be careful what you think, because your thoughts run your life. And that's an, an interesting statement. But if you think it through, <laughs> think it through, if you think it through, it really does, it, it really is true. James says, uh, you know, I'm not going to show it to you right now, but if you were here for our lesson series, at the end of James chapter 1, he talks about how temptation works. And he says that temptation, we are tempted, he says, when we are lured away by our own evil thoughts. That's the word that he uses. And he says, then if those thoughts give, uh, you know, make you do an action, an evil action, and if over time that evil action leads to a habit, then what that will eventually lead to is what the Bible calls spiritual death. James talks about it. Jesus talks about it. Paul talks about it. Everybody, everybody that writes in the Bible talks about this. It's not like cessation of life. It is a sort of spiritual, zombie-like, walking dead existence on this earth. And it all begins with a thought, which is why what we think is so important to the writers of the Bible and to Jesus. Um, in order to kind of help us illustrate these points as we go along today, I'm going to use character from popular culture. His name is Michael Scott. Uh, he was the manager of The Office. And uh, one time, it was a few years ago, as I was getting ready for this particular lesson, actually, my son Jonathan and I sat down, we were watching The Office, and I saw this episode, and I was like, that's what honor looks like. And so, to get us started, we'll talk about honoring people with our thoughts. Let's watch this. So, you know, 
I love how she says that you had two ideas today. One of them was great and one of them was terrible. It, you're, all of your honoring ideas may not necessarily be great ideas, but it, honor always has to start here. Nothing is expressed into the physical world that doesn't begin with a thought. Now, sometimes, I mean, I know I've said it to my wife, oh, I just wasn't thinking, right? But that's still, it's still thoughts. If, if I was thinking, if I was careful what I was thinking, then it wouldn't, I wouldn't have done or said what I did or said. And so this, thoughts are really important. In Ephesians 5, verse 25, the Apostle Paul says, Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Now that's an incredibly high standard to live up to. And I'm not saying that, that anybody, whether you're talking about a husband towards a wife or, or, or a wife towards a husband or parents towards a child or children, it doesn't matter what relationship you're in, nobody's going to live up to this 100% of the time. But if that's your goal, that's an honoring mindset. I want to I wanna, to say I want to have a relationship that is marked by giving instead of getting, that's where honor starts. Second way that we can honor each other is uh, with our words. Because if honoring thoughts just stay in our head and are never expressed in the physical world, nobody's gonna feel honored, right? And so this is one way that you can, that you can release honor into the physical world. It's also a way that you can release dishonor into the world. And so we have to be careful with what we say. Ephesians 5, verse 26. We just read Ephesians 5, 25, where he says, Husbands, go all out in your love for your wife, a love marked by giving, not getting. And then he goes on immediately, and he says this, Because Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. Another extremely high standard to live up to, that everything that we say and do be designed to bring the best out out of the person that we're trying to honor. Again, it's, it, nobody will live up to it 100%. But if this is your goal, that the words that you speak are honoring, then you're going to have a great relationship, especially if the other person is doing the same thing. You know, it does take two people working really hard and making this their goal to have those, those amazing kinds of relationships. But you know what's interesting is, I've done a lot of weddings. I'll do another one on Friday. And, and I've done many of them right here in this building. And I think some of you in this room, I know some of you in this room, have even stood right here on this stage with me, and you have spoken these words to each other. And one of my favorite things about doing weddings is you never see people look at each other the way they do during a wedding. Never. And it's like, it's fascinating to be standing that close to, to that. Now, one time I had a couple who took that a little too far. They started making out during the wedding ceremony. I was kind of like, okay, I'll just keep going. It, you know, <laughs> don't mind me. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I was like, I was like, this is really interesting. I've never had, I've never seen, anyway. Um, I didn't plan on talking about that. It just all of a sudden came to me and I thought, maybe I should think about things before I actually say that. All right. Oh, that's where I was. Weddings. Okay, so... Nobody comes to this point and looks at each other and says, I can't wait until I get to the point where I don't care about this person anymore. As a matter of fact, we're not just don't care, but, but wonder why did I ever think I couldn't spend the rest of my life with this person? But it happens a lot. 
And it's really interesting, before the wedding, this is the way that people treat each other, right? I mean, not all the time, but living this kind of a lifestyle is what gets people to that point. Letting this kind of a lifestyle go is what leads to the crumbling of a relationship. And so we've got to make sure that, that with our thoughts and with our words, that, that it is our, our goal, even if we may not be very good at it, our goal to be honoring to one another. And one of the most honoring things that you can do with your words is to sit down with the person that you are trying to honor and say, what does honor look like to you? Because I don't know about you, I've tried to honor my wife several times in, in the past, especially when we first got married, that I thought, man, she is just going to love this. And then it turned out, oh no, <laughs> no, she, she did not love that. I thought it would be great, but she didn't think it was so great. And so it's one of those things where you sit down and you talk to somebody and say, what does honor look like to you? Because see, here's the definition of honor. Honor is defined by the person that you're trying to honor, not by you. Now, honor for you is defined by you, and if there's, there's somebody trying to honor you, then you need to tell them, this is what honor looks like to me. This is what dishonor looks like to me. It's never fun to say those words, but if you don't, you know, and you hate to use the word train each other, but that's, that's exactly what you're doing. You are, it's, it's almost selfish not to tell people, you know what, when you do this, that's, that's a negative thing for me. And I can handle it right now, but you know what will happen over time if you let that pile up? Is it will become a huge deal. And eventually you will explode and the other person will say, yeah, I never knew you didn't like that. You never told me you didn't like that. I went to a wedding conference once and they had us, um, over the course of the conference, they had us, th th this was a very simple, but it was a very important thing for Judy and I. Just as, time, as the day went along, if she did something that made me feel honored, I'd say, well, they would have us say, that was a deposit, right? That was a deposit in your account in my, in my heart, I guess you could say. And if she did something that, was, that made me feel negatively, I would say that was a debit, and she would say the same thing to me. It was fascinating how many things that she'd go, that was a deposit right there, and I'd be like, really? Boy, I could do that all the time. I had no idea that, that you liked, you know, that that was a big deal to you. And it was really interesting, too, when she would say, that was a debit. I'd be like, huh, okay. So, you know, and if you, if you do that for a week, it's fascinating. We did it for a weekend, and it revolutionized our marriage. It was a trip. Um, I'll never forget, though, I was sitting in, we, we went to this, we went to a conference to be trained how to facilitate this His Needs, Her Needs um, marriage conference that we do here every once in a while. It's a book by a guy named Willard Harley. Great book. But the way they trained us was by putting us through an eight-week uh basically an eight-week conference in a weekend, and it was tense. Let me tell you, we're in this room with all these preachers who thought they were just going to be trained how to teach other people how to have a good marriage, not to, to have a good marriage themselves. And it's like, I'll never forget after he told us, you know, tell each other when it was a deposit, tell each other when it was a debit. The next day, this preacher raises his hand and goes, I, I, just, I just need you to, 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 to settle something for me. Last, last night, I did something that my wife said was a debit, and it wasn't a debit. I was like, you don't get to decide what makes your wife feel negatively, all right? You don't get to decide that. It may seem unfair. It may be unfair. It doesn't matter. What it does in her heart, it does in her heart. And he was like, you know, I was like, really? I'm like, are we toddlers here? But yes, when we're in relationships like this, we oftentimes are toddlers, which is why you've got 
You've got to think about this. Think about what you say before you say it. Let's jump to point number three there, Kevin. Um, the third way that I can honor uh, people is with my actions, okay? Because we've all known people that can talk. I mean, they can talk you into anything. They can make you believe anything that they say, and then they never follow through on what they do, right? So words are important, but if you don't follow through on what you say, it's worse than if you hadn't said honoring words in the first place. I've learned this very early on in my marriage. Um, but actions are important. In James 2.14, the Bible says, Do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words, but never do anything? And the answer is no. As a matter of fact, you'll, you'll lose ground in your relationships if you say all the right words, but never do anything. And so, like I said a few minutes ago, it's important to talk to the people that you're trying to honor and say, what does honor look like to you? What does dishonor look like to you? If this is something that you'd like to, to, to spend more time thinking about, it's, it's in the His Needs, Her Needs book. You can actually go onto Willard Harley's site and take his uh, seminar online. Or if you want, let me know and I'll get together and we'll, we'll talk about it and I'll kind of give you some ideas and, and off you can go. But uh, the reason it's so important to talk to each other about this stuff is because, like I said earlier, sometimes you'll think, I know what would honor the person that I'm trying to honor, and you will be completely wrong. Let's watch this. We are a family. I could not agree with you more. And I've always believed that we should all be very involved in one another's personal lives in a very major way. Yes, thank you. So about this proposal thing. No, 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 no. My mind's made up. I am not going to change my mind. You can't talk me out of it. Michael, she's perfect for you. She's the one. She's amazing. This is very <laughs> exciting. So we just... <laughs> We want to help you plan the proposal so that it's safe and responsible and realistic and doable. I had a great idea until you ruined it. You want to know how to do it? Here's how you do it. Take her out to dinner, go down on one knee. If you are in costume, you did something wrong. <laughs> if at any point you find yourself tying the ring to a dog's collar, stop. Okay, I think animals and proposals are out. Right, Ryan? Didn't you read in one of your blogs that animals blogs are Blogs are out, but people are texting each other how about this? I throw a corpse dressed like me off of the roof. It hits the ground. The head pops off. This leads to me saying the line, I lost my head when I fell in love with you. That's a Easy enough to get a corpse. Just go to a med school. I already have the ring. Don't think you need the corpse then. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. They say three years salary. <laughs> Is she not going to like that? No, so. she's going to love it. So I think you can keep the proposal simple. I want this to be an event that everyone talks about always and forever. Totally reasonable. I'm just, it's terrifying. She's not gonna say no. I know, but I'm still scared. I don't know why. So yeah, sometimes, you know, that's why community is important, right? That's why God says you need community. You need to be in a relationship with, 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 a, with a group so that so that you don't end up doing stuff like that, right? So that people can help you through these things. But we have to follow through. It starts with our, with our thoughts, but if it doesn't follow through into our words and into our actions, then it is going to be worse. I mean, it, you're, you're gonna lose ground. You know, just like I was talking about uh, earlier in James chapter one, where he talks about how temptation works 
on us, spiritually speaking. That it starts with a thought, it leads to an action, and if over time those actions become a habit, it leads to this spiritual death. Same thing will happen in your relationship. If you, I used to think it didn't matter if I thought negative thoughts about Judy, and uh, as long as I didn't say them out loud, right? That, that how would it impact anything having to do with our relationship? It does, big time. And I've learned that if I'm, if I'm honoring, even with my thoughts inside my head, and I, I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm not perfect at this, long ways from it, right? And sometimes it's even harder than others to, 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 to be like, all right, stop, stop thinking about that, you know? But if you do that, it will lead to this, to this beautiful life with your relationship. If you don't, if, you, if you, you focus on the negativity, it'll lead to this completely other place with your relationship. And so you need to, to say and do the positive things that you've been thinking about. And finally, let's go to point number four. We honor each other with our munificence. And I had to look that one up in the thesaurus. I'll just tell you this right now, okay? Uh, generosity just didn't sound quite enough to me. And so I was like, I used the, 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 the thesaurus. That's what I used. And uh, munificence, let me give you the definition of it right here. Munificence is extremely liberal in giving, very generous, and characterized by great generosity. Now, when it comes to Michael's proposal to Holly... What he ends up coming up with for her, it is the definition of munificence. So let's watch this and then we're almost done. Let's go for a little walk. I want to show you some stuff. So this is one of my favorite places in the world. Mine. This is where Toby announced that he was going to Costa Rica. It's the happiest day of my life. Until the day you came to replace him. This is where we first kissed. Through these blinds is where I first saw you. And you had all these boxes, and I thought you were the prettiest mover I'd ever seen. And over here... What happened here? Well, nothing. Nothing, really. I would just find an excuse to come here so I could stare at you through that window. This is what I do. <laughs> Let's go in here. Hi, guys. This is where our life faces its toughest test. After this, it's just smooth sailing for the rest of our lives. Holly, will you marry me? No. <laughs> no. That guy's got more than he can handle as it is. Will you marry me? No. Will you marry me, Holly? No. Only one that I was kind of worried about. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I fell in love with you. This is where I ask you to marry me.
get started. <laughs> She would be so mad at me, right? Everybody's different, which is why it's so important that you talk to people about what does honor look like to you. For some people, it's going to look like that. For other people, it's like, no, just, just you and me alone, you know, whatever. It's always going to be different, but it is of utmost important, importance that if we intend to honor each other, that we think about it, that we say it, and that we do it. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says, Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another at showing honor. It is the only time that I know of in the entire Bible where we are advised to turn our relationships into a competition in outdoing each other at showing honor. If two people do this, there is nothing that will stop them, all right? I'm not gonna say you won't have hard times. That's one thing that when he says, this is where our love faces its final test, and after this, all smooth sailing. I'm like, yeah, right, you know? But if this is the mindset of two human beings, there's nothing that can stop them, nothing. Let's pray. Lord, we are so grateful that, that this is your attitude towards us, that you you sent your son to honor us, that you honor us with your thoughts, with your words, and with the things that you do. And so, Lord, help us to learn to, to honor you by honoring the people that we have, that you've entrusted into our own lives. Teach us what it looks like to honor one another with our thoughts, with our words, and with our actions, all kind of colored with this this, this idea of munificence, Lord, help us to be munificent to one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.